Welcome to another delightful, colourful episode of the Language Festival that is the Dyson Pixels podcast. We have news and events. Welcome back. To Spruik this week. Cue ball and the sound. What? Sorry. What you been up to? Uh, me. Me. No. No. Oh, yeah. I had my, I had my birthday. It's my birthday. Well, actually, technically, I haven't yet. It's been five days, but because I had a child yeah. whose birth, whose birthday is, birthday yeah, party. yeah, because I've had, uh, I had a child whose birthday is, you know, four days before mine. I no longer have a birthday, so uh, I had mine well, last weekend. That was a mistake, and that's the kind of situation that winds up with people being put up for adoption. Yep, and it was very, I've just very awesome. So many people. Yep. Well, I'm sorry, uh, orphans. Well, I'm very sorry. Well, I basically had uh, shut up. I basically had 40, 48 hours. What? <laughs> Quiet you! I'm offending orphans. Uh, f- my own, my little list of things I have to do. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, continue. Uh, I basically had forty eight hours of uh, nonstop gaming and it and drinking, and it was fucking amazing. I had a sleepover. I was, I was going to go. You lamed out. Look after children. That happens. Yeah. Ah, oh, it always happens. God damn it. Anyway, I would on with the thing, the show. Yes, do the show. Show. Games? Games. Mm-hmm. Let's play some games. Do the intro. Go on. Hey, we should use the intro from um remember was it Quincy Jones and his and his orchestra, the intro to Austin Powers movie. The you know? Oh, awesome. yeah. Or, or, like or Birdland. Let's do Birdland. No, MacArthur Park. Let's just do MacArthur Park. What? MacArthur. You don't know MacArthur Park? Come on, man. Oh, I thought you said my castle park. I'm like, what are you talking about? Um, Yeah. Yeah. You're saying it weirdly. You're enunciating it strangely. MacArthur yeah. Park. But you were like, um, yeah. MacArthur Park or something. <laughs> just saying it. Anyway. No, what MacArthur. Has this got- you're this you're hearing it wrong. I'm not hearing it. Hey, hey, what did you say? Hey, Sunny. Um, no, what, we yep. should talk about games. There's an event coming this Sunday. Um, that board game, uh, un- unfair that oh, I believe yeah. you reviewed a little while ago. If you would like to meet the creator, come along to Conexio this Sunday, which is the date of the what's that? The twenty third. Sunday the twenty third. What time? Um, what time? it looks like it's an all day event actually. Mmm. 23rd September event. for a special community event. Really? You can play the fantastic Australian made Unfair the board game and meet in person the creator, Joel Finch. Um it's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be awkward because uh you know. Why? Sorry. Why? Uh they only well they only have one copy of Unfair. Well that's not awkward. Well they're not gonna have that that's not <laughs> awkward. <laughs> well oh, oh you mean for people to play it. Oh maybe he's bringing some. Maybe he's going to ca- arrive in a van uh, uh, full of them and everyone will get to play. I have one. I have a copy and it's great. I know. You reviewed it. Thus we know the score. But either way, if you'd like to meet the creator, come along to Sunday the 23rd. We're going to be there. Well, I'm going to be there. I don't know if you're going to be there, but I'm going to get there and I'm going to try and get an interview with him depending on how well our recording equipment for the interview works there. Which it might not, yeah. in which case I'll recap well, my- the interview and we can get in a professional actor to play Joel Finch while we reenact the interview. <laughs> well, my literal birthday is that Sunday, so... Did you come in and uh, have a cake? Yeah, I look at... Yeah, look, 50-50 chance. Um, I don't know if anything's being planned 
Well, for you me, know what? It's so. your birthday, so you can do whatever you goddamn want, <laughs> and nobody gets to tell you any anything else. It's the one day when you get mm-hmm. to decide it. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so come along to that event. Well, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, should we get into the news? Yeah. News of the news of the news. Yeah, um, I think I told you this this morning. This isn't really news. It's not really. It, it's sort of pop culture, being that a meme is a um. Uh, is a is a pop culture thing. Did you see? Did you yet see the video of the Weather Channel guy pretending that there were hurricane winds when there obviously weren't? Ah, oh, oh, no, you have to watch yet. that. Hang it's on. so funny. Um, for for the listeners, and that there, we'll put it on our page. Um, this guy was an American television in the aftermath of the hurricane, who was kind of um standing in the in the shot, bracing himself against the wind. Um, like saying to the bike, it's really coming down. The wind is insane. I can barely stand. And a couple of teenagers just go like walk past calmly in the background, look at him and go, what, what the hell is he doing? And kind of wander off to the back, but he's oblivious. So he continues the ruse while they're wandering around back there. Um, I think it's a prime example of how truthful the American news stations actually are. But yeah, well, well, they're not. They're not they're really. Not, well, no, they're not at all. Um, but in gaming news, it looks like Alan Wake may, uh, the creators uh, actually, uh, be being developed into a television yeah, show. Yeah, I saw that. Which would be awesome. Did you ever play it? Did you get to? No, I bought it and I've got it on Steam. I just never oh, got around. You're yeah. lucky. I believe it's been removed from Steam. So you're one of the. That's why I bought One it. of the people that. That's why. That's yeah, why. Because they had a sale on just before they took it off. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should. You I'm, should play it. It's, I'm watching. I'm watching that video. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? <laughs> I thought you like. It's just. Um. <laughs> he's. I don't know. I don't know. Um. um he should have started with Echo Rain, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I think I know why. I think I know why. This guy, um, there's another there's another video. So if you look up Weatherman pretending to whatever, right? He is a professional actor. No, so there was Pro- what Weatherman pretending. What? Uh Weatherman pre- uh Weather Guy pretending hurricane. That that's what I looked up and I and I found it. Um but the the same it looks like the same guy last year uh actually almost got blown away by a hurricane. Oh, in Irma. Yeah, yeah. Like you see, well, you see, you see his feet actually come off. Holy come crap! Off the now, ground. see, that's actual wind. Yeah. That's actual wind. Mm. Um, I don't know. Maybe he was just preparing. Yeah. Maybe it's like you know, you know, like if you're um, <clears throat> when you're when you're a kid and you're like jumping on a trampoline and you like fall off the side or something. Mm-hmm. The next time you jump on, you like jump very very carefully. Just do little jumps. So maybe he was kind of. Preparing to get blown away in case it, it attacked him. Yeah. Um, I don't think the shouting was necessary, though. Uh, I don't think it was all that loud. Anyway. Anyway. Um, anyway, anyway, that's my bit of news. Uh, your turn. Uh, Hit us with your best shot. My news? Well, you... okay, look, I'll give you a little bit of local news. Um, the Labyrinth of the Gods event uh, is going well. Uh, in terms of uh, planning, uh, we had lanyards uh, show up uh, yesterday, which was pretty exciting. You know what? You're 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 a cruel person because you keep you keep spooking this event that no one else can go to now because uh, all the tickets are sold. We out. actually have three spare tickets. Hey, there's three tickets. Mm-hmm. Hit up, hit us up on the link below. This 
isn't a video, so I don't know where that link's coming from. But look it up. Look up. Uh, what are they looking up? Uh, DPG. Uh, if you do, if you Dutch if you potato s- gaming. Just, just search for Labyrinth of the Gods, um, and it'll come up. Um, I have a feeling that it won't. It does. I'm gonna search for it. Good that you do that. Oh, okay. First result <laughs> event Pride D and D Labyrinth of the Gods. Well, hang on. There's got to be something else called Labyrinth of the Gods. <laughs> uh, probably, probably, but not not events. And I think events tend to sort of take priority. Well, they shouldn't. Yes, they. Well, they do yeah, anyway. They if you Google Labyrinth of the Gods, it may show up on the first one, depending on your search history mm. and what you like to look at on Google. Uh, get yourself tickets. Yeah, no. So get down. So we had get down to the ticket sales booth. Yep. So we had some more uh, more prizes turn up. We had 150 lanyards show up. Um, got all th- did you order these or did they just uh, yeah <laughs> show up? Yeah, man. And uh, we've got uh, like the tablecloths. We've got different colored tablecloths for the different scenarios. Um, your um, oh, actually, no, that is pretty cool. Mm. For a moment, I was like, you're 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 digging in the bottom of the barrel now. <laughs> we, we had some tablecloths to it, but no, oh, I can actually cool. think how that would actually be good for the different scenarios. Mm-hmm. You had printed tablecloths, correct? With um, yeah, no. like rollout scenario boards. No, they're not that. They're just well, they should. No, they're just oh. no. They're just they, why not? They're just literally uh tablecloths. You're getting a C. I'm giving you a C, and I'm going to write <laughs> well, more. E- try, try harder next time. More effort needed. Well, you organize a fucking event. E- easily distracted. <laughs> <laughs> On every report card I ever got, ever. Sorry. Uh, um, oh, I, had to have, I have to have more news now, don't I? I have no news. I was unprepared. I had like one piece of news, um, and it was good. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm I'm done. You do. Um, it's another not the fastest news week. Um, I know that a, a trailer for the new uh, Mary Poppins film dropped. Mm. That's about it. Yeah, trailer for uh, the new Star Trek Discovery uh, show. Oh, season two. They're on. They're very much on a precipice. Uh, depending on how that goes, that show may completely get canned or not. Uh, it ha- they're in. It's not great. They're in Enterprise territory at the moment. Yeah. It's better than Enterprise, um, but I mean, you know, that's a pretty low bar. Uh, Enterprise sort of started to find its footing in season four just before it got cancelled, but it took too long. Yeah, it's, it's but then long. again, if you look back at say the Next Generation, the first like three seasons were terrible, <laughs> were awful. Oh, they were, but they were so bad. There's, you know, how they remastered it in um in like high def. Um, which was very difficult because a lot of the footage, a lot of the footage wasn't shot in high def, so they had to redo sequences and stuff. But um, yeah. the uh, the Blu-ray edition that's like in ultra high quality, um, there is a scene there, and I can't remember what it was, um, where they're on one of the, it's not the Planet Hell set, mm-hmm. uh, which they go to all the time. It was another one of the sets, and I think it's the the world where you know where Tasha gets eaten by the weird oil stain thing. Yeah. Th- um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, as yeah. they're cu- as they're coming down. Um, Michael Dorn, like Worf, he accidentally like elbows the set, and all of the sky and mountains in the background momentarily like wobble, but you never saw it in the original cut. Um, oh, I should watch that again. It's so terrible. It's um, it's it's oh yeah, great. Oh, oh but oh, anyway, oh, hang yeah. on, hang on, just a couple of things. Um, so uh, kickstarters that are happening at the moment. Uh, there's one in particular that I want to mention. 
um, uh, is if you have a look, just do a search for Kickstarter Arcanum. So A-R-C-A-N-U-M. Uh, Arcanum. Yes. Does it come up? This is a, that's A R K H A Did you find it? Z. Uh, oh, yes, I did. Uh, the thirtieth of and the thirtieth. The thirtieth. No, not that. Sorry. Uh, hang on. Wait. Canum Adventures. I'm just trying to remember how to speak. Arcanum by Cot by Cot. Oh my God! What's wrong with me? Cor no. Corrine. No. Kareen Maloney and Saskia Holton. Is that the one? No, sorry. It's not coming up for some reason. It's anyway. So, uh, um, Arcanum. Well, I feel gypped. That was a useless Google nice. search. Now that's in my history. Let's see what it comes under. Uh, oh, sorry. I okay. think you've got the wrong name. No, no, no. It's not. So, it's, it's by one of our... Uh, uh, Ar oh, right. Arcania. Sorry. Not Arcanum. Um, You're doing a really good job of promoting this Kickstarter. It's great. Uh, yeah. You're kicking ass. <laughs> so, um, I think I've told you about Duncan before. So Duncan's one of our um, DMs. Uh, he's writing most of the content uh, along with myself for Labyrinth. Yeah. He um he and his son, and his son's I think his son's about sixteen or so. Um, Four. No, 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 no. So they he he got his son into D and D, and they play you know every week, and it's it's awesome. Like, and um uh they. Uh, they decided to have a crack at doing Kickstarter. So they did one that's called the Ultimate Role-Playing Collection. And yeah. it's fucking awesome, man. It's like really, really, really cool. Um, and they got funded. Uh, they, they had a, a $28,000 goal and they brought in over 81000 Holy crap, that's not bad. Yeah, so obviously Brisbane-based. Um, actually, no, hang on. His son's not 16. That's not a 16-year-old. I reckon that's like a twelve or thirteen year old, um, but it's getting closer to my four. But when you have a look, at twelve year old with a successful Kickstarter, that is a good. Yep. But have a look at. I, I don't know if you can find it, or do you want me to send you a link? Well, I don't know what it's called. You didn't. Okay. You said Arcanum, Arcanum, Arcania. Arca Try Arcania. Maybe that'll bring it up. Arkansas. Arcania. Hang on, let me just do a search for the right thing. Arcania. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So Kickstarter Arcania. So A A R C A N I A. Yes. That'll come up. Oh, hey, that's cool. They've got like a box. Yes. And coins and I bought it for the chest. Um so I that chest is awesome. Yeah, so I just I just backed the um the $59 one. So um for 50 Oh wait, did I do 59? Hang on. Sorry, I did the $39 one and then it was 20 bucks shipping. Um I did it for the chest, primarily. Um, but yeah, the chest is cool. But the coins are really cool. Um, uh, I may actually even up my pledge. You know, let me have a look. You know, up your pledge. Up my pledge, bro. Up. up your pledge, mate. Up your pledge. Up your pledge, mate. Come on, come on. Up your pledge. No, I'm just having a look. Um, because you get like the coins and all sorts of things. Um. <laughs> Uh, I want the metal coins, but oh, I don't want to spend doubloons. You get the actual doubloons. Yeah. But you know what? This this raises a question. Yeah. Well, it raises a question followed by a statement followed by a very poor idea. Yeah. Um, why don't we write some kind of campaign-based tabletop game and develop it? Yeah. Ourselves. Yeah. Why not? 
We'll do it. We'll put it on Kickstarter, see if anyone's interested in it, and then we could get Alex to make the dice. Mm, but see, if we do that, then... We have to do things. We have to do things. <laughs> and on- We don't have time to do things. Yeah. We barely had time to do the podcast. Well, so look, I'll be- that's all right. Look, and to be honest, I, I much prefer to judge other people's efforts. So... <laughs> oh. Is that like a... Judge not lest ye be judged, so don't let yourself be judged and don't release anything that's judgeable. Yeah, so I like something it. like that. Um, anyway, yeah, um, we'll put the link to this uh, up in our feed. Go and give it some... Where's my notepad file? Go and give it some attention mm-hmm. as it deserves. Yes. Um, yeah. And yeah, so that's, that's, that's an awesome one. Like, that's such a great effort. Um, Didn't you have another thing? Yeah, so there's a few that are worth looking at. Um, I also stumbled across one called the Deck of Many Animated Spells. It is mm-hmm. phenomenal. Um, what they've done is they're basically holographic sort of foily type cards that have eight frames of animation in them, and they're for D&D spells. Okay. They're really, really cool, and because oh, so they're like the the they're not the oh, okay. They're what laymen call holograms. Yeah. Even though that's not what a hologram is, but yes, no. those things. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Then they're really, really cool. So each. Oh man, I remember those things from when we were kids when they had like the little, what was it like the pogs and stuff? Yeah. That had, like, it'll, you'd move them. Well, that's kind of mm. cool. But hang on, hang on. So what do you do if you like cast a spell? Do you like? Hold it up in front of someone's face and go, look, look at it. No, I mean look it's. I, it. I mean, looks. Look at it. Look, I mean, sp- look spell cards are spell cards are, n- are nothing new, but there's a couple of issues with spell cards, primarily in that they're cards. Uh, so these ones are waterproof for starters, so they're they're not going to be easy to <laughs> so tear. Just in case you're playing D and D underwater or drunk, excellent or drunk, you know, which is more likely. Or, uh, um, yeah, more here. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Or you can do a fight. You can get blood off them. Hmm. But it, More easily. But, um, I suppose. Uh, also, they're fucking boring. Like, really boring. Oh, that's true. These are amazing. We're, um, we're linking to this on our Facebook page mm. as well. well There's going to be a lot of links. Yes. On our Facebook page. Um, um, now, the other, one that's, the other one that's worth looking at, and holy... Do one more. One more. No, 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 no. One. You, you, you are going to want to hear about this one. Um, yeah, I do. Unsta- uns- this is the last Unstable one. Unicorns, Control, and Chaos. Oh, I did the thing, an expansion. This is the this is the next one. So it's all it's Unsta- already funded. What's it called? Unstable Unicorns. Of course, it's already funded. Two. Um, Unstable Unicorns. What? Okay, so they originally wanted. Um, What's it called? Hang on, hang on, I just want to tell you. They originally asked for. No, I want to know. Listen, they originally asked for fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. They got almost two million one hundred thousand. That's not bad. <laughs> That's okay. It is. That's okay. Absolutely insane. What is it called? I can't find it. Unstable Unicorns what? Uh, Unstable Unicorns Control and Chaos. So it is a standalone game. Um, Good. It is only available on Kickstarter. It will never be available in retail stores. Um, And every (sighs) single card that's in it was a card that was um, uh, submitted by a backer. Done. I've backed it. Uh, I don't think you could. Could you? Yeah, you can pre-order it. Oh, okay. Um, 
But yeah, oh man. God, two million bucks. That is incredible. Um, and if anyone hasn't ever played it... That's two million bucks? Well, if anyone ever... Oh, it's great, isn't it? Uh, if you haven't played it, you're just... You're crazy. I didn't realize it was so... Oh my God, there's so many expansions for it now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There always were. More than you had. Yep. Jeebus. Uh, anyway, yes. Anyway, awesome. Yes, <laughs> I am interested. In okay, and one of the stretch goals was a series of llama corns. <laughs> so basically, what I love llamas. Bring back llamas. Yeah. So so basically, a big part of what this guy was doing, because um, his name's Remy, um, the guy who's on Stable Unicorns. Um, what he was doing was effectively um, doing. A, a, he was doing doing it in two ways. One was suggest a name and like the text for a card, and then he would do an anima, do a uh, a drawing for artwork. The, the artwork, artwork for, it. for it. Or he's also then just got a whole ton of different artworks, and he's like. Tell me what the name is and what does it do. Um, and people would submit their ideas. Um, and yeah, he didn't come up with a single card himself. <laughs> He's clever and lazy. Oh, I like fantastic it. ideas. So it's really, it's really funny. You, you have a look at. Um, you got to give the people what they. Oh man, you have a have a look at like all the stretch goals. It's just crazy. Um, yeah, I'm scrolling through. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you have a look at have a look at the social stretch goals, it was it was funny as. Um, they had uh, engagement goals, so how many Facebook likes and campaign shares, how many backers, etc. They had um, selfies, so how many pictures of selfies could they get people to to submit of themselves dressed up as as uh, unicorns? They had karaoke goals where they get people to to like sing. Um, uh, to sing different songs. So, um, a cover of Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody, but with the words changed to be all about unicorns. Same thing with Elton John's Tiny Dancer, Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse, Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror. Um, there were craft craft ones, so getting people to submit photos of of unicorn based crafts. Yeah, he it's it was fucking incredible. <clears throat> That's insane. Yeah, he has an active community. Oh yeah, twenty two thousand. He doesn't care anymore. He's like, probably like a billionaire. Yeah, almost twenty three thousand um, backers. Which is which is insane. Well, I'm looking forward to that one. We got to play that oh, one. Oh yeah, yeah. Not available in stores, so everyone go to the link mm-hmm. I posted. Pre-order it. Pre-order it now. Um. Well, I have to ask. Yeah. What game is it that you're going to be reviewing this week? I am going to reward uh, to review a game to reward. Uh, Tobago, 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 probably Tobago. You don't even know the name of the game. T O B A G O. Tobasco. T O B A G O. Tobago. Tobago. I reckon it's Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, it's probably Tobago. Cool. It's an. It's an island. It's an island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What What are you going to review? An island. Oh, cool. No, wait. <laughs> I'm going to review an island. Uh, no, no. I'm reviewing Tomb Raider. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, to be okay. more well, specific. <laughs> I'm not like the first Tomb Raider that ever right. came out, ever. Well. Um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which came out last week, and I have been playing nonstop, except at night, because what has been happening is my wife will arrive home, and she will unceremoniously 
lift me up by the back of my neck, throw me off the couch, take the controller and begin playing Tomb Raider <laughs> and I'm not allowed to play it for the rest of the night. <laughs> but um, so we're kind of competing to see who can get further. Uh, except she was up to like 2am, so I think she wins with that. But it is, yeah, I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. So um, okay, I can go first if you well, like. Well, I was just going to say, do you want me to go first? Because I can imagine yours is going to go on a bit. Uh, I don't know. I haven't really thought about what I'm going to say. I'm just going to kind of wing it. So it could be short. It could be long. Oh, so it's definitely not variable. Like any other thing that we've ever done. Oh, well, we always carefully plan out our time throughout <laughs> the show. And we have, you know, we have the first, we do. We have the first bit that's allocated to the intro. And then we have miscellaneous. Then we have some reviews, and then we have other. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> many, many people. Anyway, how to get onto that? Yes, games. We don't get distracted. Tobago. Um, Tobago. The two. Th- Tobago. The two thousand and nine board game. Board game. Tabletop game. Tabletop game. And one of the smaller two Caribbean islands comprising the nation of Trinidad and Tobago, yes. known for white sandy beaches. But beef funnily beef. enough, nothing at all to do with that. <laughs> it was made by a bunch of Germans. Uh, <laughs> What's it about? Like, does it involve an island, or is it? Just it does. Random. It does. Name? Okay, so um, there's a couple of very clever things about this game. So, effectively, it is a. Um, let me think. Okay, so it is a treasure hunting game. Now, it sounds a bit odd when I describe it, so just bear with me. Um, the the board itself, the way that they've designed it. You can flip the pieces around and they form different maps every time. Um, so obviously there's a finite number of maps you can have, but uh, you could probably get you know five or six different maps out of it. I think. I think yeah. So what? How many how many pieces are there? Do they combine to create a landscape? Uh, effectively, yeah. And the landscape's made up of a combination of. Um, Oh, basically, it's an island, and the island has rivers, uh, forests, plains, mountains, and beaches. Now, uh, are there any valleys? No, so, not important. No, it's not important. <laughs> Give uh, me context. I just I wanted to have a question. There you go. Keep you going. also then have some uh, artifacts that go in there. So they include little huts, which are like little wood huts, um, little trees, and um, uh, like statues, like they, they look like idols, right? Uh, and each of the squares is a uh, what's the what's the three one? Sextagon? Triangle, no. hexagon. No, hexagon's five, isn't it? You said three. What's Triangle. Three? No, six. Six. I thought you said three. What's, what's a six-sided one? Hexagon. Is it a hexagon? Yeah, cool. It's a hexagon. Yeah. Hexagon. So each of the, and, and each of the hexagon. Each of the hexagons is a particular terrain. So I the idea hexagons. of it, yeah, the idea of it is that you you have a little car that just starts randomly on any hexagon. You just pick one, and there are clue cards that basically say uh, where the treasure might be. So, for example, um, one of the treasures might be that it's next to an idol, right? Mm. Which means that it must be one of the spaces around the idol. And then you can put, and you take turns putting down clue cards to narrow things down. Okay. Right. So eventually you might say, oh, yeah, it's next to an idol and it's next to a mountain range uh, and it's two spaces away from a beach, let's say. And that might say, okay, well, there's only now one place it could be. Yeah. 
Um, and you, the first person to get the little car there gets to have like a bonus uh, treasure. Now, then the way that they do it, the way that it then works is that you um, uh, have treasure cards and the treasure cards are worth anywhere from two to six points. And everyone gets to look at the number of treasures as, uh, at, at, yeah, so the same number of clue cards that they put down for a particular treasure. Uh, they get to look at those number of cards, then they all get um, dealt out one by one randomly. And uh, without going into too many details, basically you can pick um, to either take a treasure or not. Um, and you have to kind of guess where it's going. Actually, you know what? Forget the last like 30 seconds. It's actually quite confusing no. until you do it. No, don't do yeah. that mid oh. no, no, I'm not saying, I'm not saying like change the recording. I'm saying Oh, I'm not gonna just, fix it. I'm just saying you need yeah, to you yeah. need to sleep in the bed that you've made now. Yeah, yeah. What no, did I'm, you I'm do? just saying I'm just saying don't don't bother with what I just said about the treasures. It's it's a bit messy when you um first do it. But after you've done it once it's like, oh okay, cool, that's easy now. Um So hang on, are you saying don't do the treasures at all or don't <clears throat> Don't listen to me. Just when you play it. <laughs> People are literally listening to this podcast to find no, out no, no, about no. the games. You can't say don't listen to me. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. From a, from People a in their cars per- crying right no. now. No, no, no. I'm just saying from a scoring perspective, um, uh, don't, don't, don't listen to me. It'll make sense when you do it. Um, okay. But basically, okay. basically um, yeah, you, you do it sort of over and over and it comes with four different colors of like little cubes and once you've kind of narrowed it down enough you can put the cubes down to kind of indicate where it could be Mm. um obviously if you put something down it's like it's on a mountain and there's a fuck ton of mountains on the map well you don't bother putting out the cubes yet you wait until you've narrowed it down a bit um and you can have up to four treasures going at once so it's a really really interesting game um it's not difficult it looks and sounds more complicated than it is but it's actually an incredibly easy game mm, it sounds and interesting yeah you could even play it with younger kids i reckon um i wouldn't even bother with if you were like going to play it with a i don't know say a 6 year old so if you've got younger kids i wouldn't even bother with the with the scoring component i would just do the clue cards Getting them to try and work out where the the treasures would be. It's like a logic. Okay, so no exercise. question. <clears throat> question on that. In that case, if you're looking at the difficulty for people out there that do have kids, um, what what do you think is the starting age age range? Like two, or like fetus. What if you're going to play? If you're going to play post it as a womb. <laughs> I don't know what, what. Yeah. So if you were going to actually play it as a game game, um, I don't know, maybe eight. Cool. Uh, okay. Eight and up. Um, if you were just going to use the 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 structure of it as like a logic exercise and and something just to sort of like without the scoring basically because the scoring is actually quite complicated. Um, but if you were just going to exclude the scoring and just play it as it is, oh, yeah, five or six. Like cool. oh, I'd, right. I'd probably <clears throat> just give, yeah. give context for people that, that that I know have some young kids, and it can be very difficult to find anything that you can play that is both engaging intellectually for an adult and interesting for young kids. So, oh, yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, that's kind of cool. How long do the games run? Uh, an hour tops. Yeah, that's um, not bad. That's you, within a, yeah, loosely within four, a child's attention span. 
Yeah, yeah, probably 40, 45 minutes to an hour. Um, it really depends on how many people you've got playing. Um, I mean, when Ray and I were playing it, 30, 40 minutes. Probably so in he, game, 30, 40, here's, here's, here's the question. Can this be played at Conexio? Yeah, that's where we As, played it. That's where you play. I thought it was. I'd just like to say it. So yeah. we should probably um, paraphrase a lot of our uh, reviews because we're supporting the locals here, which is good, with the majority of the games that Puck reviews, you can play at Conexio, if not all of them. All of them. Almost um, all of them, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's another good reason to, uh, well, get along there. Not necessarily on Sunday for the event, but just get along there. In general, all the time. So, you know, I freaking grew up there and I still haven't, well, not in the store, but I still haven't been to Conexio yet. I haven't had a chance or time to do it. Oh, you should. It's good fun, man. I know where it is. It's on where the thing that I got beaten up in is. But I know, yeah, <laughs> I have to get there. <laughs> it's, it's got like a Guzman next to it too, doesn't it? Sorry, uh, Guzman Gomez, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, yeah. that's, that's where it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, but, well, visuals. Visuals. How visual is it? Um, it's nothing special. Visually, visually, it's nothing special. And honestly, I think it could be better. Like it came okay. out in two thousand. It came out in two thousand nine, and I actually, you know what? I think it should be better. Um, for a game that's what nine years old, I don't think it's good enough. Um, okay, no, it, that's all right. Yeah, I would say probably a three. Okay, what um, about the what about the gameplay? The gameplay, um, it is. I would say a four. It's it's fun. Um, I think it's the kind of game that if you owned, you'd play it every now and again. Um, and it's something that you can play, really, without uh needing to kind of like skill people up if you know what i mean okay um, yeah cool it's a it's a sit and play kind yeah. of watch watch me play you'll pick it up exactly Done. um and replayability yeah yeah probably four as well and then overall so three and a half 3.75 nap hugs well it's what 11 11 out of 15 so I don't know, three three nap hugs and a brisk hand around the back <laughs> 70 73%. That's probably about right. Oh, God. We're getting into decimals now. What have we done? It, was, uh, it used to be so clean. We just had nap hugs. Yeah. And there was a yeah, quantity about, of them. Now there's decimals and fractions. It's about four, maybe 3.9, 3.9 nap hugs. 3.9. <laughs> Jeez. No, I, oh, it's not even point fives anymore. It's like three, oh, fine. We should, you should start doing it as like proper fractions, like like three and thirty-seven sixty-firsts or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds pretty good. It's kind of like, I like games you can kind of just pick up. I, I'm not good with, even, even on a PC, I'm not good with games that, um, okay, if I'm playing a game, I'll take, I'll take a, a video game perspective here. If in order to play it, I need to do a one hour or more tutorial <laughs> on how to use the controls, it's not for me. No. I'm, I'm too old and too stupid to know how to use that game. Um, if it's like flying an aircraft, no, I will crash and die. <laughs> um, <laughs> however, if the game has like, well, here's the four buttons you press to move and then you click things here and that picks stuff up, 
Ah, oh, great. All awesome. I think it's why I love um why I've really kind of I used to be such a heavy PC gamer and I still am to a degree, but I've yeah. kind of gone more into the PlayStation world because there's only so many buttons and controls it can have. Yeah, um can I also as well just because this is one of the most unique games I think I've ever seen. Um do a quick search for a game called Shadows in the Forest. Shadows in the Forest. Yeah. It is a so, think fun game. Yep. So the way that it works is that you you play it in the dark, right? So uh you there's little creatures called shadowlings that you hide around the board behind like um trees and stuff. And then one player who doesn't see where you hide them um is called the seeker, right? And they have a little lantern that moves down pathways and you have to find the shadow length. That's kind of cool. Well, you play this in the dark. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that. It's a cool idea though. Yeah. Um, but what but if the- you don't, what if you don't trust the people at the table? Yeah. But the, you could get like sh- fondled or something. That's yeah. I'm uncomfortable with that. But the, but the shadowings you, you move around and if you can get all of them into the one shadow then they win otherwise the seeker wins what if okay just thinking it's a a very interesting idea sounds a bit scary yeah it's obviously (laughs) it's it's very interesting i like it i like it it's kind of using scientific principles for the game and people don't even realize yeah look i mean it's it's not something you could ever uh you could ever play um somewhere with like Connexio because you can't turn the lights off. <laughs> well, you could. But they, they wouldn't like it. Yeah, um, people probably won't like it, yeah. No, that can be... <clears throat> I like the idea. It's creative. It's mm. kind of cool. Well, exactly. Uh, yeah. And it's I like mean, 38 bucks or something like that too. It's not an expensive game. Yeah. Uh, Well, 25 I found it for. Oh, well. Yeah. 20. Mm-hmm. 17. Why not? Hell sure, yes. why not? Yeah, sure. Anyway, would you like to do your review? I'd love to do my review, Um, because I've been uh, I've been waiting for a. uh, I I love indie games, but every now and then I like to have like a really good AAA game, and and my um my kind of bread and butter in that world are the Uncharted's and things like that of the world. I wait wait like long amounts of time for them, and when they come out. I just sink into them for weeks and weeks and weeks. And it's great. I love those experiences. As as you found out, like with un, the, the Uncharted you played, that that yeah, feeling yeah. when you're playing it, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, so <clears throat> a little bit of history for anyone. Oh, I'm not even giving the history. Everyone knows who Lara Croft is. Uh, originally, video game character was fairly one-dimensional, frankly, and got to a point where she was more or less embarrassingly over-sexualized. And that... Yeah. That pretty much ended the first generation of the Tomb Raider games. But then um, in the most recent reboot, because there's been a couple, um, very, very different. She is not this overly sexualized creature that is only shooting and, and running around and you know breaking things and constantly falling into pits. Um, there's a lot of depth yeah. to the character. She's very well written. I don't know if you've played any of the new Tomb Raider games. Uh, not for a long time. Um, um, probably the last time I played a Tomb Raider game would have been on an original PlayStation. Yeah, you haven't played. Uh, <laughs> these are these ones, the, the last three, right? 
this one yeah. and the two preceding it, which have all come out of the course of the last, I'm going to say, eight years, I think. Um, uh, probably less, maybe five or six years um, they've, they've come out over the course of. Uh, you really should play them because it's like they took, like I said, they took a one-dimensional comic book character and turned it into the kind of thing that Uncharted is. Oh, okay. um, which is ironic because Uncharted was it, the, the gameplay is obviously inspired by a lot of the Tomb Raider mechanics. Um, it's it, it, like the first one. I think if I had the if I'd had the podcast one over the first one when the first Tomb Raider game came out of the, the recent ones, it was a near perfect game. It was brilliant. It was very raw. It was well written. It was there were moments where you're like, oh, like that hurt. You felt things. And uh, Lara Croft at the time, she wasn't an adventurer. She wasn't this, you know, Tomb Raider, larger-than-life character was. She was just a young girl that was in this plane crash. So she had little to no survival skills in the first game. Um, And it played out so well because you have to learn during it and she has to learn to hunt animals to eat and stuff in order to just survive. It was very much a survival game. So that first one, um, which was not Rise of the Tomb Raider. I think it was just called Tomb Raider. I'll, I'll, I'll check this and send it to you, but you should play it. Um, it won't be much on Steam at the moment. The sequel, also excellent. Um, and this one, excellent. And they've expanded it in a in a different way. So when you think of these new games, like I said, you've played the Uncharted. Think of Uncharted a little bit less humorous because Nathan Drake is obviously very much, uh, you know, Nathan Fillion. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it's a little more serious in gameplay. The tone's perfect. It, it, it's really good. So anyway, in this one, hmm. it starts after the, most, the last one, which was Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, uh, Lara and one of her friends, they've been tracking down and stopping activities of uh, the organization Trinity, which have been in it since all of them. So they're just a bad military organization that more or less wants to take over the world. Um, yep. Now, through some clues that she found left for, by um, her father in uh, books and stuff like that, she tracks down... Um, one of these tombs that's being investigated in a Mexican town of Cozumel. Uh, Cozumel, uh, I think I pronounced that incorrectly. Um, but she goes, uh, she goes in and is investigating, exploring, and you find this dagger, right? Yep. And it's in front of these big murals on the walls. I won't do too many spoilers. This is, this is right at the beginning of the game uh, and outlines the game. There's murals on the walls that basically say, you know, uh, one of them's like, I think, a massive fire. And then there's like a picture of a hurricane and then there's uh, earthquakes and all these disasters, which are basically the end of the world, like horrible mm-hmm. things uh, occurring. Um, more or less, it's, you know, the fact that, you know, if you mess with this dagger, you unleash a horrible evil on the world. Um, now, she doesn't want it to get in the hands of Trinity, obviously, because they'll do horrible things. She, she gets the dagger and unleashes all of this bad stuff, um, which is where the game leads in. So it's, it's interesting, uh, and I've noticed they did it in the past couple as well. There is a supernatural element to it, but yeah. it's not... Remember in the X-Files, how there was a supernatural element, but it was never really proven to actually be there? The end of the episode, you're like, oh, that was just a guy that you know had to have... In the early X-Files, not the later ones where they went you know, batshit mm-hmm. crazy. Um, so there's a supernatural thing there, but you're never quite sure. It's like, is this actually a supernatural event? Is this caused by this, or is this just a a coincidence? And you know stuff like that. So anyway, um, using this, she tracks down. Uh, this takes her to another location, which explores. She's trying to stop Trinity and stuff. So it's the usual 
um, thing now. I'm trying not to say much about the plot because it really is one that's worth just playing through and experiencing. Anything I say about it is going to spoil it in some way. Uh, however, one of the things they've really done in this, apart from nailing the absolutely beautiful graphics, um, which they always do, mm. um, this one has got a more, not quite an open world film, uh, in the previous ones, you could teleport to different base camps, which were essentially your waypoints, right? But you could only teleport to them when you were at another base camp. And that helped you get collectibles and um, find objects and stuff. There's a lot, lot of stuff here for the completionist. Uh, but in this game, they've gone with the standard... So you've got the main storyline, but there are actually quest givers in it. So there are side missions that are actually proper side missions. But it's still a primarily linear plot that takes you to new locations as you move through the world uh, and you don't really, as you progress through the main storyline, you don't really go back to a previous location, so it's not open world in that sense, but there are all these side quests so you can teleport back to Old City, find another person with one of these quests and complete all these little sub-stories and all of the little sub-quests are just as well done and written and executed as the main plot, which is what I really like. They're not throwaway side quests like go and get me eight berries or any crap like that. Um, this does actually so sound that's, cool. Yeah, that's added uh, another layer to the game. I always liked these games because they're very story-driven and it just the story pushes it ahead and keeps you going. But in this one, you've got the opportunity to go, I'll just do a side quest because it will take you off on an interesting tangent and quite often will fill in a little bit of backstory or side story to things that are going on uh, in the location or the world or to do with the larger plot, uh, especially because mm. you can find documents and information around that um, it gives you more information on what's going on, essentially. Um, yeah, yeah. So I've been playing it every night, as I do with these things, and it's it's great. It is everything that you want from a uh, Lara Croft Tomb Raider game. Uh, it's well-written. The characters are really good. They're well-fleshed out. Uh, if you're comparing it to the first... Uh, you know how I said there were three new ones, essentially, this and the two others? If yeah, you're comparing yeah. it to the first one, where Lara really isn't a Tomb Raider and becomes one, it's probably... I want to say it's not as good as that, but I don't think that it's it's not as good as that. It's just now she's an established character and she knows what she's doing. And there was yeah. something kind of cool about the first one where you had no idea what you were doing and you didn't know what was going to happen. Um, some of the enemies are quite tough. Uh, some of the enemies are hilariously easy, uh, depending on what skill level you play on. Um, I discovered last night, for instance, I usually play with the bow because you can get a few weapons, but you get the bow and you can get upgrades and different craft, different armor sets and, and uh, uh, skins that actually give you different boosts and bonuses in different terrain and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I usually use my, my silent bow and just take everyone out from afar and then go in and you know do whatever I have to do. Uh, I accidentally selected a, a large semi-automatic rifle uh, when a whole bunch of guys like ran at me, I was like, oh, I better take them out quickly with my bow. And I think I pressed the button like three times and everybody was dead. So I'm going to use that again if I ever get ordered. But um, uh, yeah, I haven't spent much time exploring the other weapons, so I can't unfortunately give much information about the gunplay of that. I just like the bow. Um, it's very smooth. The transitions are good. Like I said, the settings are amazing. Uh, one of the things that is a staple of these games and has increased a bit in this is you find challenge tombs uh, here and there. They're hidden locations around the map, and some of them are along the storyline, 
uh, and they're things that you pass. Some of them you need to do a bit of exploration to find, but they're essentially tombs and caverns and stuff to explore that will tell a bit of an extra story, and they're the ones that have the really cool Tomb Raider-esque puzzles in them, and some of them are a bit tricky to solve. Um, whereas the storyline likes to keep things a little bit light, the, t- the challenge tombs tend to be relatively difficult. Uh, one of the things I really love about this game is when you start it, you actually have... You know how usually when you start a game, you have like very easy, easy, normal, hard. You've got one skill level. You can select a skill level for each element. So, combat, novice, easy, medium, hard. Exploration difficulty, novice, easy, medium, hard. And puzzle difficulty. And you can set them all separately. Okay. Um, that is awesome. And I'd like to see that done in more games because it means if you don't like combat, but you like solving really hard puzzles, you can make the puzzles like maximum difficulty and just make the combat easy. Mm. Um, if you're more like exploration and you know the, the getting around the map, the difficulty of that, you can make it easy or you can make it very hard, which means you, know, you don't automatically grab onto certain ledges. Certain paths aren't lit up for you. Ledges aren't highlighted, so you don't know where you can jump and stuff like that. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very clever how they've done it. But um, yeah, uh... If we're writing on our three vectors, there's a lot more I can say about the game. But I, once again, if I do, I potentially start spoiling plots. Mm. Um, well, you've sound... actually you've actually made me want to play it now, which I was uh, surprised. I, I highly recommend it um, yeah. because it is not. Um, it's not Tomb Raider as it originally was, as as you remember it from. Um, it is. It is. It is a much more. It's yeah. It's 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 a much better and a much more different game. I still enjoy the puzzle element, which I'm glad is still there. Um, yeah. But yeah, the exploration and there's there's not a huge amount of combat. It still is mainly about the exploration and the difficulty of finding and discovering and running from collapsing pathways, which happen in a lot of games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's really good. I really highly recommend it. Um, I don't. F- I think you could play it without the context of the previous two games. But like I said, if you have the opportunity to pick up, um, what was it called? Tomb Raider. I'm going to tell you what the first. Uh, I think it, the reboot was just called Tomb Raider. Probably. Yep. Tomb Raider 2013. So the 2013 version of Tomb Raider. If you have an opportunity to pick that up on Steam, it's probably exceedingly cheap. Um, at the moment, like, I reckon that's going to be about. Oh wow, twenty US dollars. I remember seeing that for like two bucks at one stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend that first one because it, it established her in the world, and it was a brilliant game. The second one, Rise of the Tomb Raider, also really good. This one, Follow Suit, really really good. So yeah, I highly recommend this one. Graphics, beautiful, mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful. Every time a new PS4 title comes in, they seem to evolve the graphics a little bit. Um. Gameplay, everything's smooth. They've had, you know, time to obviously iron out, but all the controls are smooth. Every now and then I will, you know, I'll be swinging and trying to grapple while I swing and do a maneuver and I'll, I'll miss something, but I think that's more my ineptitude rather than a control problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it's designed to be difficult, of course, in, in certain places. Uh, so gameplay, five, awesome. Um, replayability, now this is interesting. I think it depends on how you play it. If you play through the game and you just do the storyline, 
replayability is very high because anytime you can come back and do all of this other content, um, much like The Witcher 3, how there's like billions of hours of content, might not be that much, but there's a lot of stuff to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're the kind of person that is completionist and as you come across every mission, you do it there and then. Some you can't because you need to get uh, other abilities like the ability to pull down rope walls and certain uh, attachments for your bow and stuff. Yeah. Um, but if you do it all as you play through it, the replayability wouldn't be as high, but I still think you'd come back to it in a few years just because it was fun. Yeah. Um, but that said, you would probably have spent about six or 700 hours playing it across the, across the course of like three or four months. Hmm. Um, okay. This is a difficult one to rank on that, but being a story-driven game, it's like, it's like Uncharted 4. Replayability, well, high but you probably wouldn't play it immediately after you finished it. So, But you'd definitely come back and play it again. Okay, so that probably is a pretty good bar, I suppose. How would you compare it to Uncharted 4? Um, okay, this is difficult because in my, in my mind, Uncharted 4 was pretty much the perfect game. Yeah, um, I'd agree with that. I think I, there is nothing about the game at all that I disliked in any way. Now, this is where it comes down to a personal preference. I think if you're talking about execution, gameplay, graphics, all the metrics you can score them on, they're probably about the same. Right. But I found myself uh, enjoying the world of Uncharted a little bit more because there is that additional humorous layer, like the Joss Whedon... Uh, slightly self-deprecating, add humor to what is, you know, a very serious situation. Whereas Tomb Raider is not designed to be light or anything like that. It is designed to be raw survival, really. So it depends on what you like. If you're a kind of person that likes something with a bit of humor, you'd probably be a little more attracted to Uncharted 4, but Tomb Raider is still brilliant. If you're a person that Mm -hmm. likes the, the more gritty, um, serious feel of like a, uh, a drama, then you're going to be a little bit more drawn to Tomb Raider than Uncharted 4 because Uncharted is a little bit more light. Mm. Um, but they are on very similar footing. Um, this is probably more in the ilk of Last of Us than Uncharted. Because Last of Us didn't right. really have any humor. Yeah, well, um, yeah, true. Um, well, see, I, um, I, never really, I never really liked Tomb Raider, um, primarily because... Uh, she didn't seem to have any motivation to do what she was doing, like in Uncharted. No, um, that, that's what, in the original ones, in the original Tomb Raider games, she was just, "I'm just gonna break in and steal stuff and shoot Trinity." Yeah, that's it. Um, um, and that's actually why I liked the reboot because she was flung into the situation where there was this island of, uh, I think it was like cannibals in the first one, and then this paramilitary organization. And she was, um, she was in this situation, which was a survival situation, and it mm. formed the character and explained. It made sense everything she was doing it and why she was doing everything. Um, in this game, similarly, uh, if you look at the la- the last couple games, because they do continue on, they lead into what's happening in this game. Mm. Like I said, you don't need to play them to play this game, but 
it would help because it, it gives yeah. you more context around the character. So I would still advise playing them because they're really good games. Um, but yeah, br- bringing it in, in into this game, there's a reason that she's following this quest line. She's trying to stop and avert these disasters and get this dagger back from the bad guys and stop everything. So it's more of an Indiana Jones style tale than I'm just going to run around and steal stuff from tombs. Now the original games did kind of have a pseudo plot, but it was never really kind of a really proper plot. Well, um, I guess it's because like she never really talked, which didn't help. No, nah, she never really talked or did anything. And in this one, the character is very fleshed out. She has fears and insecurities, and she has things that re- remember the Tomb Raider movie, like the one with Angelina Jolie, where she was just mm. like this kick-ass ninja. What? Very different to that. Yeah, this is a yeah. very real person um, who has failings and stumbles and hurts themselves and stuff like that, which is what I really, really like about it. See, that's, that's um, what you they, want. They, they didn't just reboot the game. They rebooted the entire idea of her. And it's good because, like I said, original was a very one-dimensional character. Mm. It was a good time-killing game, but it wasn't a story-driven game. This is very much a story-driven game. Yeah, yeah. So overall, I'm giving it a five, though. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, I think, like I said, it's on every platform. Play it on whatever you want. I personally, these third-person running around games, PlayStation is what I would play it on anytime because Control is just designed for that style of gameplay. Um, mouse and keyboard give you a little bit more accuracy with your uh, arrow and your weapon, but I mean, if you play enough PlayStation games, you're good, good at that anyway. So. Mm. Yeah, if if you're gonna get if you were gonna get this, I can lend it to you after we finish. Whenever we finish it, um, yeah, and yeah, it'd be, it'd be a PlayStation game. Hmm. Um, definitely worth it. I'd forgotten it was coming. It nearly went under my radar. So happy I got it. Okay, I might need to check this out then. I think you should, and um, I'm gonna do some search for the Steam sales because I actually believe I have a copy of the original of the first rebooted Tomb Raider on Steam that I bought for someone and they already had it and it's been sitting in my inventory waiting for me to gift <laughs> it to someone for like six years. Gift it to me. I will. Okay. Five, year, five years ago. 2013. So yeah, well done. It's fairly recent. Mm. But yeah, that's, that's my review. Sweet. That's my review. Do you know what you'll be looking at next week? What? Puck. What? Do you know what you'll be... Yeah, yeah, no, it's gonna be a lot. Oh, I'll stop it. Do you know what game you might be checking out next week? Are you just gonna wing it? Oh, I have no idea. Um, I'm at Connexio again this Thursday, so you should play something else. Yeah. If you'd like to meet Puck in the flesh, and um, trip him mm-hmm. in the hallways, the flashy flesh. and uh, give him a swirly. Do they do that in Australia? I don't know. The head dunking thing—that's disgusting. Anyway, um, if you'd like to uh, meet Puck, yes, he's there. He's there on Thursday. Go down and play a game with him. Yeah, man, come play. Come play. We'll play. Yeah, you know what we should do. Yeah, we haven't given any attention to truly awful games recently. It's been a while. Yeah, that's true. I think I might have to find another horrible game for us to review. (gasps) Yes. Do that. Yeah, this is uh, actually one of the things that I find funny about the people that message us. Um. On our Facebook page or comment and stuff, um, I'm, I I want to heavily promote Brisbane based games, right? Yeah. I have this fear 
okay? I have this fear that someone's going to say, this, oh, I'm a Brisbane-based developer and I've developed this game. Um, come over, check of it, play this game and, you know, do a review of it, really looking to review. Mm. And we play it and it's terrible. Yeah. Because then I'm like, I want to support the Australian community. I don't want to crap on someone's game. Um, and it's more difficult to go back to them and say, look, we're not going to review your game because I actually prefer not to review a game at all than give a game a horrible review if it's local talent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have this fear that one day someone's going to bring us this absolute train wreck of a game and we'll play it and just go, this is the most awful, awful pile of garbage we've ever played in our life. Yeah. We've been lucky yeah. so far. Everything that's come to us so far has been great. Not quite. That, that game that I played, remember, um, that was not great. Oh, yeah, it wasn't brought to us, though. No, that's true. That's true. All the ones people have approached us about have been really good. Mm, mm. Uh, and I have another one in the mail on the way. I think we're getting sent a beta copy of something to play, too. Oh, are we? Cool. Yeah, I can't remember what it is. I don't think I'm allowed to talk about it because it's beta. I'll go through my um beta, alpha. Alpha? I don't know. Alpha, beta. <laughs> Gamma, delta. Yay. Um, Yeah, yeah, I'm... Something's coming in the mail at some point. There's like pieces and little statuesque things. Cool. What was that? Tell me, tell me offline because I don't remember this at all. I don't know. I'm trying to find it. That's all right. That's all right. Oh, where is it? I can't find anything. God damn. I think that ends <laughs> the podcast for this week. Mm-hmm. Um. Join in next week when we're going to have a chat about uh, what happened on Sunday. Get down on Sunday to the event at Conexio. Yeah. Play some games. Meet the creator of Unfair. And um, we promise that Luke will not be doing accents. What, for the entire <sighs> the entire thing? I, yeah. Really? I, I can never under... <sighs> you just said something before. What'd you say? I can't understand you. Well, you couldn't, you couldn't watch Doctor Who because you couldn't understand his accent. Yeah, I know. And then I put subtitles on. I'm like, oh, he's hilarious. You know, actually, you know what? <laughs> I kind of think, uh, the way I think of your interpretation of accents, like that one in particular. Yeah. Remember Snatch? Yes. That's what... That's what I picture you hearing when anybody speaks in an accent. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Just this storm of... Dude, you're not wrong. That is exactly what I hear. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And I thought, well, I can toy with you much more easily now. Yeah, but at the same time, I just pretend to understand what everyone's saying anyway, so it's all good. That's dangerous. Don't do that. Yeah. I've accidentally committed to things I didn't want to. Anyway, that's the end of the show. GG, everyone. Have some fun. See you next week. GG.